something to your father from the depth of your heart appreciate him lord we thank you for what you've done in our lives we thank you for where your brothers from and where you're taking us to thank you what you've done in our lives cannot be estimated with material wealth what you will yet do in our lives, eyes have not seen. So we come into your presence with thanksgiving. We give you praise, we give you glory. Thank you. Thank you. You created us in your image for a purpose. And tonight as we gather in the second day of this meeting, Bring us a step closer to the fulfillment of that purpose. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. If you're happy to be in God's presence, do something for Jesus. Do something for Jesus. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. I want to bless the Lord for the opportunity we have to share again. Uh, if, if you know that you are born again, then you are a blessed man. Is there anybody here that you can remember clearly when you were not born again and you were living as a full-time 
self-employed unbeliever. And now you know you are born again. And you know when it happened. You know the season. You know the turning point. You know you can tell a story. If you are like that, can I see your hand above your head? Very well. Very well. Okay, that's good. As I began to press into God, I began to appreciate salvation more. Chinedu, please, I would like you to come to the front. I'll be glad if you don't mind. Because uh, what I'm sharing now has connected with you. <laughs> I began to appreciate salvation more than ever before. And many of us, you don't know, you don't know the value of this thing that has happened to you. You think you just woke up and decided to be a good girl. No, something eternal was born in your heart. The creator of the heaven and the earth took a portion of him, which is his spirit, called the seed of God. And took the word of God and together with the spirit, he formed a new man inside you. The person inside here now is not the one that used to be here before. I remember when I used to cram worldly music. Those days, and when kind of what Shabba, Shabba that time. Some of the older ones we know. Mr. Lover Girl. Aha. Then I was intelligent. I will cram the thing. Cram the thing. And I'll be rapping like this, rapping like this. Now I look at myself then and I look at myself now. Definitely, this is a new man. It is not, this is not an upgraded man. It's not that I was upgraded. This is a brand new man. Of a truth, if a man be in Christ, he's what? He's a new creature. The reason why people don't boast about being born again is because you don't know the value. Even John said, for now you don't know. Or when he shall appear, then you will know how valued you are in the eyes of Jehovah. You know, one day I was studying and I found out that, you know, when, when we used to do, when the, this uh, stock market was on, you know, stock market, people were buying shares. You remember those days? Before stock market fell now and is no longer popular. But those days, if you bought shares, you know that in newspapers, usually at the back, they will list different companies and how their shares are doing. If you had share those days, once you buy that newspaper, where will your eyes go to? Huh? The company, the company you bought shares with, where your shares are. Let me say you have shares with Nestle and with Nigerian Brewery. When you pick that, that's where you are looking for. If NNPC wants, let them be doing well. It doesn't concern you. If, if any other transcorp here to you, you are looking for where your money is. Let me tell you, whenever God looks into the earth, he is looking for where he has shares. He doesn't see all the riches in this world. He doesn't see the certificates. He doesn't see the beautiful cities. He sees those men in whom his spirit is dwelling. You are a precious possession in the eyes of Jehovah. John said, for now we do not know. 
But when he shall appear, what we are on the inside will be made manifest. For we shall be like him. You know, that's why he can encourage us to say, hold on, hold on to your faith. Don't give up for anything. I didn't know there was somebody else who was appreciating salvation like I'm, I'm beginning to appreciate it. One day I said, I'm going to go for Thanksgiving in church. And when I get to the stage, to the pulpit, they say, oh yeah, give us a shot of why you came with Gino Coco and, and a goat. I say, my testimony is that I'm born again. People will think I'm joking. <laughs> but it's revelation. Someone say revelation. Yeah, the more of God you see, the more of the truth you see, the more it changes your perspective. That's why I'm not bothered if I have something or if I don't have something. I know that what's on my inside cannot be valued with anything in this world. So take a moment and just say, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just flashback. Flashback. Maybe there was a time you used to wear leggings and you finished boys and you are moving like this. Hot girl. Suddenly the Holy Ghost struck you. And now you are broken at the feet of the cross. This is Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, I shared this because my message will continue from his testimony. Sir, ideally, you don't belong here anymore. Your true home is where? Ideally, the day you gave your life to Christ and that thing happened, that miracle happened, you should have died that day and to Zion. But there is a reason why your heavenly father still allowed you. Hello? He has allowed you to carry this new life be upon the face of the earth. So you don't think that he left you behind on earth so you can make more money? No. He didn't leave you behind so that you can finish your, your, your program in, in Park Lane. He doesn't mean anything to eternity. God can as well call you home even the day of your swearing in. That certificate doesn't mean anything to heaven. The reason why you were left behind on earth is what I want to show you in the next few minutes and I'm trusting the Lord that will be able to pray. And ask him for grace. Are you together with me now? So let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 5. I love you Jesus. I'll read from verse 14. For Christ's love compels us. We are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died are you with me second corinthians chapter 5 
I wish the media was on with me. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, verse 17, all of us together, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God we are making his appeal through us we implore we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God God made him who had no sin to be seen for us so that in him we might become the righteousness why the courts so i asked god why am i still here that the best of life on earth anywhere compared to the list of life in heaven Jesus Christ said he talking about John the Baptist he said John was the greatest of all that is born of women but in the kingdom he's what he's the least so why are we here and the Lord said, I have kept you here as ambassadors. We understand that word from the uh, political point of view. Of being in a state where you are representing a kingdom in another kingdom. And so, you do not bear your own identity in this foreign land. You do not speak for yourself in this foreign land. You do not represent your opinions in that land. Give expression to your home country. The voice you carry is the voice of your president, of your king. That's the reason why I began yesterday 
by showing us the commanding officer how you must understand that as an ambassador your whole life is all about pleasing the king and the kingdom from whence you come so when something happens in this land and they come and ask you what is your own opinion in this matter what will be your answer I have no personal opinion let me consult my government they say okay okay fine we know that's what your government is saying but you what are you saying you say sorry there is no me I have lost my identity there is no more America here so I don't have my own opinion I don't have my own say I don't have my own likes and dislikes I lost my personhood to the personality of the king and the kingdom what you have here is just a body that is completely yielded to the will and the purpose and the ambition of the kingdom that's why i showed you that as an ambassador you are called to live to please the commanding officer and yet we have many Christians who do not even have connection with their home country. They don't have communication with home. You can't remember the last time the Lord spoke to you. You can't remember the last time you heard Him. You can't remember standing and saying, last night the Lord spoke to me, therefore this is what we shall do on it. You don't have any link. You, 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 you don't have a, a, a place of contacts and that's the reason why between the home country and the foreign land this ambassador lives in a place called what where does the ambassador live i can't hear you is it that you don't know the answer or is it that that problem has come back again <laughs> okay so the ambassador operates in an environment called the what? Embassy. I oh, say it. The embassy of America in Nigeria. Is it Nigeria or America? Huh? America's embassy, the one in Lagos. That place, is it Nigeria or America? Is America oh, ah, in that place? Is America oh, if you ever throw your leg inside that place, you are inside America. The law that operates in that environment is what is American law. The structure and the system, everything you see there, that building is America. The soldiers there are America, everything there is America. Nigeria, as powerful as our army is, you they cannot. If, they, if a Nigerian soldier with his uniform walks into that embassy, it is an act of war. That's how serious embassy is. So, embassy is America in Nigeria. Putting it in spiritual terms, as an ambassador, you should operate from an embassy here on earth. So your embassy becomes heaven 
on earth. That was in Eden when he first created the heavens and the earth. That he will create an ambassador that will represent him on earth. I am coming to show you the three roles of an ambassador on earth. But he needed to create an embassy from whence this ambassador will operate. So he created a place and called it what? Eden. Eden is not just a location. Eden is an environment. Eden is an atmosphere of heaven. Eden is where what is in the third heavens makes contact with the earth. Where the spiritual makes contact with the physical. You can't appreciate it with your normal human mind. And so he created a place where he expects this Adam, this ambassador called Adam to operate from. And Adam's mission was to carry what is in Eden and propagate it and multiply them and, and, and keep on propagating it till that glory fills the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. But let me establish it again. Child of God, if indeed you represent Jesus, then you cannot live without knowing about heaven's embassy. And the question is this, what is the embassy of heaven on earth? Do you know? Huh? Can anybody try? Heaven's embassy on earth. The church. The church. Uh -uh. The church. Yes. Or something else. Uh -huh. Christians. Christians. The church. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. The secret altar. Mm hmm. You are coming much, much closer now. Uh -huh. Our hearts. She said the secret place. Good. Huh? The Holy Spirit. All these things are part of it. You know God's embassy as it stands now? Is what we call the presence of God. What did I call it? Hmm. You can encounter that presence when brethren gather. That's what we call church. So when we say church, we don't necessarily mean a chapel of his resurrection. Even though brethren gather here. Okay? And when brethren gather here, what makes this place the embassy of God is that God's presence is made manifest in our midst. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name. What happens? I am there. So, when earth comes and heaven comes, that is an embassy. 
And when you enter that place called the presence of God, the secret place is, is, is the pathway to that place. So when you are entering the secret place, you enter your room, you shut the door. For me, I will close the windows and cover the curtains, switch off my phone. What I'm doing here is that I am, I am preparing to journey to the embassy. Oh, you are not following me again. Are you still with me? Aha, I'm setting up. I'm setting up. Have you seen occult men? They say they have a room, secret room. Say nobody enters that room. Hmm? I hope you know that that is not where the meeting holds. But when they enter that room, there is a cupboard. They will not enter inside that cupboard. And from that cupboard, they will not go to the venue of the meeting that's the reason why a man can be seated in our midst here but is not in the embassy that's the reason why you can have a man who is a sinner and he is the one leading prayer and because of grace somebody else on the floor is connecting and crying and making contact with the embassy and life is changing this one leading prayer who is a hypocrite is cut off from that connection so even though he is in the gathering he is not permitted access into the embassy so the embassy is the presence of god i had a quarrel with somebody i just talked the person annoyed me didn't agreed to pay me and was now trying to trick me. I, I lost my temper. I said, no, 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 no. What you did is not good. When I just vented my Holy Ghost came and said, that was not proper. Man of God. I said, no, 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 no. Why, why, why will you not pay me my money? Why, why, why will you not pay my money? I just blocked the thing off and walked away. Until in the midnight when it was time to go to embassy. I entered my room. Thou art worthy. Thou at what the oh lord no connection i had locked the door locked the windows if you have ever seen where somebody is singing on one key and keyboard is playing on another key you it would be better that we stop everything and just clap our hands and thank god everything i was like god what is it and they say okay let me speak in tongues yeah ta, 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 ta. have you ever spoken in tongues in the flesh anybody do I have a witness? You are just cracking your vocal. I said, God, what's the problem? While I was pressing, pressing, the Holy Ghost now reminded me, you quarreled with somebody in the afternoon. And that discussion ended with, wait, wait, wait. I was broken. It was as if something blocked me off at the gate. Those that offer visa and passports to enter, they say you won't enter. If I am around 2 a.m. in the midnight, I stopped that prayer. Dialed the young man's number, he wasn't connecting. Dialed it a second time, sent a text message, he read my text, and now flashed me. I called him back. I said, I called to say that I'm sorry the way I talked to you in the afternoon. As a child of God, I'm not supposed to talk like that. 
even though you are supposed to pay me my money, I want to apologize for talking that way to you. Please pardon me. Next time you be very careful. I say yes, sir. On top of my money. Am I doing it for him? Uh-uh, uh-uh, it's not for him. I need to, I need to get my, my, my ticket stamped. The Enigma has to stamp my ticket so I can gain access. So, so when I, I did that thing, the guy now told me next time, you very, very careful how you thought by saying yes, sir. When I said that, yes, sir, something in me broke. You know when King Amadun is so good, then you have to go and beg. You are the one begging. And we go, I go catch your local Holy Ghost as far as you go and say sorry. That, that pride that makes a Semoku to linger is broken inside you. You will think not going to give me, but something breaks and you gain assistance. The moment that thing happened, I returned. From that tears, I struck my strings again and the wind carried me. From that way, it was around six. I was still singing, Lord, you reign forever. It was so real. And you see, it is in that presence that is where you are changed. That is where brokenness happens. That is where the Holy Ghost shines torch in your heart and starts telling you, you know you are having feelings for that boy. You need to cut off. You know that you are beginning to talk too much. You need to. You know you are watching this film too much. That's where the torch comes. That's where the change happens. It's in that place that you receive power to live as a kingdom man. You receive the grace to say no to sin. It is in that realm when the glory of the presence of God wraps around you. When you come out from there, even your tongue will be sanctified. So that presence is, is, is the chamber. That's where you hear him clearly. That's where instructions come. <laughs> I had a patient some time ago. And uh, I was in the presence that morning. And the Holy Ghost shined the light upon a particular scripture. That I had always known. And I began to see it in a different light. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, Let us be among them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. And so the Lord began to show me that scripture in a peculiar light. Faith and patience. Faith says, I know God will do it. Patience says, I will wait until God does it. Faith says, I trust God he can do it and I know he will. Patience says, while he's working out my testimony, I will hold on. And I began to, to, to pray those two words. It was as if it was being sealed into my spirit. When I descended and I prepared, I went to work. We had a patient in the hospital that had diabetic foot ulcer and it was getting so bad. Within a space of two weeks or so, the thing has ascended from both feet to almost both knees. We are gradually shifting from plastic surgeons to review to now start calling orthopedic surgeons to review. Do you know what that means? Eh? Aha! We are shifting from any hope that we can salvage this leg to getting those with chisel and hammer to cut it down. How bad? So I came that morning and the woman turned and said to me, you know, I was the one leading world rounds. So I just came and the woman said, Doc, because I told your house officer to discharge me. 
He said, he can't destroy me. That is you that will discharge me. Please, release me to go. I know what the outcome will be. Let me at least use the remaining transport money to go home and die where I'm closer to home. You can imagine where a living human being is saying this to you with tears. It means all hope of ever coming out alive is gone. And I hope you know that once a man is defeated on the inside, there is practically nothing you can do on the outside. The spirit of a man shall sustain him. And while I was looking at this woman, I, I knew I, I couldn't speak grammar because we had done all the wound swab, MCS, we have done all the culture, we've done everything. We've changed antibiotics like how many times we hadn't seen anything. <sighs> While I was in that dilemma, the Holy Ghost came. And that's what about the embassy. It's not just in the secret place, it also follows you wherever you go. At any moment, at any time, bam, it can open, your phone can ring, and you are hearing and communicating. You are, you are a, a walking, a walking embassy. In you, heaven and earth has contact. The moment that, that presence came again in the world round, I remember that scripture. The Holy Ghost said, that message you got in the secret place is for this woman. Those two tablets will sustain her. I quickly switched. I said, madam, last night, I was praying and the Lord gave me a word. When I said the Lord gave me a word, I was praying. It didn't look like what you hear in word rounds. She lifted up her eyes and wondered. I said, yes. I need you to take these two pills for me. And you will hang on until you see God bring you out of this. So she was hoping I had another tablet. I said, faith and patience. Faith says, I know God will do it. Patience says, I will wait. I will hold on until God does it. Like, like two bullets that went straight into her heart. That was the day I understood the Bible that says, Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. She suddenly lightened up. The woman that was sinking deep inside her soul suddenly came out and smiled again and said, So you mean faith and patience? I said, Exactly. I know God will do it. I will wait. She said, Okay. I went back home. I prayed again. I said, God, please. And we started, we swabbed that leg again and picked up a strange organism that we had never seen all this while. The moment we started treating, that leg began to return and return. In less than close to two weeks, that leg had come back. We are off, completely off orthopedic now. And was the back to plastic. We discharge her to continue with sterile gauze um, and all other things. Antibiotics, God and the rest. She came back two months later at MOP for checkup. Not only had God healed that wound, but skin had come and covered that flesh. She came to clinic that day with watermelon and cucumber and, and banana. And she said, Apostle. I said, no, madam. I'm doctor here. <laughs> Before my chief will say it on today, where did you become an apostle? And she said, those two words sustain me. Faith 
What I'm saying is this. You are the embassy of Jehovah on earth. God still wants to make contacts on earth. Hear me. Hear me. Let me explain to you the three assignments of an ambassador in this world. The reason why you have not gone back to heaven even though you've been born again for how long now? The reason why heaven still left you here. Number one is for you to witness to the world that there is a kingdom that has been born. And in due season, that kingdom will come on this earth. When Jesus came, he was the embodiment of God's kingdom on earth. You know? And the message was the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. That was John the Baptist. And so one day Jesus was speaking and he said, look, the kingdom that is coming is already here. And, and his first assignment in bearing witness to that kingdom. When we say kingdom, what do we mean? We mean the reign of God. When the will of God is done on earth as it is done where? In heaven. That's the kingdom. Where only his authority reigns. That was what God wanted to set up on earth and the devil came and sowed a bad seed and that kingdom couldn't come in fullness. But when Jesus came and died, he bettered a new life. He bettered hope. He returned that kingdom again. But it is yet going to come in fullness. But you and I are called out to become ambassadors of that kingdom. So we are not ambassadors of Anglican. We are not ambassadors of uh, Methodists. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And that's why the Bible says that before Jesus Christ comes in Matthew 24, verse 14. And this gospel of what? The kingdom will be preached in all the earth. And then the earth will come. Unfortunately, many of us are ambassadors of denomination. I was driving behind a vehicle one day. And what, what, the, where, um, the, what the roads at the back is, I am, I am a chosen. Who are you? It irritated me. I don't mean any insult to any particular denomination. Please understand me. How I wish... He said, I am born again. Are you? Or, I belong to Jesus. What of you? Don't. I went to a church one day and on a Sunday, I just went to visit the church. On Monday, I was parking into UNTH and lo and behold, at the back of my vehicle was a sticker. And the sticker bore the name of the church. Let me not call the name of the church. I was so angry. I tore it off. Apparently, when I parked, somebody went there and pasted it. So, all the while, if you see me driving, say, hey, look at a member of that church. Oh, how I wish he pasted Jesus saves. I would have left it. Because we are not ambassadors of ourselves. We are not ambassadors of a denomination. We are ambassadors of what? Of Jesus. Now, when we say we are representing that kingdom, we, we, we are talking about the fact that there is a king that reigns there. 
and there is a civilization in that kingdom you see america is america not because the ground there is not the ground here what makes america america is because of the system that is there a civilization is there that we don't have here and the reason why American embassy in Nigeria is America, even though it is in Nigeria, is because what operates there is the civilization in America that is there. So, when we say we are ambassadors, we are trying to bring a king and his civilization into another civilization altogether. And this is real business, it's not a joke. And I pray for you, come out from religion so that you can see what I'm showing you. So, your first assignment as an ambassador is to bring realities from that kingdom into this present world. Realities in that kingdom that cannot be found anywhere on earth. When it shows up, then the men of the earth will look at it and know that this kind of commodity is not found among men. Something divine has produced this. You remember when, 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 when Nicodemus came to Jesus? John chapter 3, Abi. There was a man of the Pharisees whose name is Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He said he came to Jesus by night and he made a statement. He said, we know meaning he is not just talking about himself he is representing a group among the leaders that thou art a teacher come from god i'm already in john chapter 3 media if you are with me i know we know that thou art a teacher come from god and that the reason why we know it's not because you talk, 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 talk too much. Mm, mm. We too, we talk. We've been talking. But something accompanies your talk. You know what For no man can do the kind of things that you do except God is with him. The results your life produces it is not feasible. You, you, you can't get such commodities from the realm of mere mortals. Definitely, there is another civilization from whence you are sourcing these realities you are bringing out here. And he said, definitely, God must be with you. Because we know that human being cannot do this. And the Lord post me there and said, This is what ministry is all about. Doing what man cannot do. By so doing, you prove to men that there is a kingdom. Paul and Silas, no, Paul and Barnabas went to a city of Lystra in Acts of the Apostles to preach. While Paul was preaching, he saw a man that was born crippled. And while he was preaching, he saw that this man had faith to be healed. 
he turned and said in the name of Jesus Christ, Rise up! Scripture said that that man was born crippled. You know what that means? Huh? Medically, you understand the, the full implication of being born crippled. It means the nerves didn't develop. It means the more if the nerves didn't develop and he has not used that muscle, it means the muscles are like uh, clothes, clothes, aqua. It means the bones don't have strength in them. It's possibly like cartilage. And even if you restore the nerves, how will you recover muscle tone for the man to be able to stand? It takes muscle tone for you to be able to stand. That's why if somebody has been bedridden for a long time, if he's healed, he needs to learn how to walk because the muscle tone needs to be built up again. Now, even if you restore the muscle tone, this man has never walked since bed. So he's as good as a newborn baby. And at the command of a mere human being the nerves were restored the muscles gained bulk the bones became hardened and strengthened and the atrophy became big and then the coordination between the brain and the spinal cord and the legs were automatically established he didn't need to learn how to stand first, how to crawl, how to... He jumped from being a baby to walking. Scripture says that man did not just walk, but he jumped to his feet. Die. Flesh and blood cannot do this. The natural response was that the villagers gathered together. And after a meeting, they concluded. The conclusion is this. The gods have come to us. In human form. <laughs> this kind of result, ordinary human being cannot produce it. <laughs> These are gods. These are gods. And Paul now took on the second ministry of an ambassador, which is to witness, to bear witness for that king and that kingdom. He now said, No. We are human beings. But what you are seeing here is just, is just one of the small, small benefits of the kingdom we are talking about. Healing is just a normal thing. We just brought small portion to raise this man to his feet. Why are you, why are you surprised? Peter said to them, why are you amazed? And that's what your life should produce. Dimensions that even church goers we know me to have been going to church but this one religion cannot do this suddenly you go out of this world and dilute a dimension of love and compassion you know part of what changed Paul was that he saw Stephen two things about Stephen amazed him even though he pretended to be a hard man. But these are the two things that helped to haunt him till he came down by God's mercy. The first was that Stephen was talking, 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 and at a point, the glory within began to be steered, steered, steered 
in Acts chapter 7, Bible said, and suddenly his face began to shine. Like the face of an angel. The last time they knew a man manifest this was who? Moses. And Moses said to them, that the Lord your God will raise from among you a man like unto me. And unto him shall be the gathering of his people. So they were looking forward to the man that the prophet that is to come. And one of the signs they expected is that the person's face should do what? Should shine. Interestingly, the day Jesus, who was that prophet, was going to shine, he went and shone where? On the mountain top and only took three witnesses from it. Peter, James, and John. And after they saw what they saw, he still told them what? Keep your mouth shut. But there was something that was coming because Jesus was the first out of a type that was going to come. And so the difference between Jesus and Moses was that what was shining for Moses was a glory upon. But for Jesus, what shone was a glory from within. Out of the riches of Christ within him, he glowed and God shone. What was hidden inside that earthen vessel shined. And so, on that day, please God, that Stephen will fulfill that dimension. And he stood before them and began to shine. You see, this is the reality. That's how I know that when Jesus comes again, we shall shine. Oh, surely, you will put off this body. You know what happened that day? Was that the glory of the new man on the inside of, of Stephen just peeped through the window and came outside small. And they kind of went for this world and went inside again. That's why John said that the world see us, they don't recognize us. Because we are treasures hidden we are in earthen vessels. But sometimes it pleases God to allow such glory to manifest. So that the world will know that we are not just mere men. This is a company of spirits. John Paul said we have not come to a mountain that can be touched. We have come unto Mount Zion. To innumerable company of angels. What is going on in our midst right now is supernatural. That guy glowed. They wondered how a man could glow. But that was just one of the fallouts of that realm. It wasn't a big deal. You know, Philip, Philip finished baptizing Ethiopia eunuch. Huh? And when the baptismal service was over, spirit, soul, and body, Holy Ghost hijacked him. He landed in Azotus. He didn't even share testimony of it on the pulpit there. He continued the sermon. Why? In that realm, time, space, and matter, the limitation of time, of space, and of matter is suspended. So in just that moment, God permitted him to, to bring a little of that realm into here. He just disappeared. That was why the moment Jesus rose from the dead, he could just walk through the wall and come inside. The, the limitation of matter again, is no more. It's, it's a little of the civilization of that 
kingdom. Hear me. The more you press into the glory within, the more and more of that civilization will find expression in your vessel. That's why we are ambassadors. And when they began to now stone Stephen, and stone Stephen, what will come out of a normal human being is what? I swear. I didn't do anything. You people are stoning me. You are my brothers. I am innocent. If I... I swear. Your children, 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 children. And guess what? If he had said it, it may happen. That's why when I see men of God, I say, you touch me, I curse you. You try me, you die. They don't know that kingdom. They are just, they are just talking and being... If you realize that kingdom, you will know it's, a, it's another realm altogether. And out of that pressure, an aroma of love and forgiveness came out. Can you imagine being stoned to death? Oh God. Who deal internal injuries and the pain and the agony and out of the ashes of that dying, what came out was, Father, forgive them. Don't hold this sin against them. Paul's heard that and knew that we have never killed anybody and this was what he said. No! Something supernatural is at work here. That picture stuck in his mind. And guess what? Because of the prayer of Stephen, God did not hold that sin against Peter, against Paul. That was, that was the prayer that kept the door of salvation open until Jesus arrested Paul. That's why when God begs you, please don't curse anybody. When you are cursed, bless. Say bless. It's not as if he doesn't know that somebody will offend you, but he knows your words are powerful. So, compassion came. These are realities in a realm. That's why Jesus Christ said, part of the things that will accompany you as we go, he said, signs will follow you. These signs will follow you. These signs will follow you. So that the world will know that we are not CRK teachers who are just coming to do Bible religious studies. This is a reality. So when a, a, a snake bites a man and the man just shakes it into the fire. No black stone, no, no yellow stone, no anti-venom and he walks away. <laughs> if people came around and said, this guy must be a god. <laughs> May your life produce supernatural results. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. amen. Things that will make unbelievers come to you at night. By night, they will come by night because they will be too ashamed to come in the afternoon. They say, Oh God, I know I don't like your Christianity, but I see something in you that even with our own corrupt system, we can produce. So that's the first assignment of an ambassador. And anytime you have the opportunity, please. Don't ever deny God that privilege of finding expression through your vessel. The second your assignment you have as a 
an ambassador is to bear witness to tell the world that there is a coming kingdom and that for now the door is still open and that they must come so paul was saying as christ ambassadors we plead with you we beseech you we appeal to you be thou reconciled to god so they became god's voice they began to air god's opinion they were god's mouthpiece if god wanted to say something he at least had people to speak through that's an ambassador a woman and the husband were living together they had a baby things were so tight and tough for them just a day before the woman was crying to god and said god please this economic hardship is too hard it's too hard please the man is an unbeliever he doesn't believe in god his heart is hardened and the woman said oh god use this to show my husband that you are calling him to repent do something between today and tomorrow about the economic condition do open a door for us a miraculous door and let that opening door be a sign to this man and the man said hmm, oh dear, where will the money come from and he walked away this was happening on a saturday on sunday we are having Sunday fellowship in my house. We finished. I went to drop some brethren at UNTH old site. At my mother-in-law's place. I finished. I was driving back. At UNTH old site main gate. There's a bump. If you are coming out to the road. There's a bump just in front of the main gate. Old site. I slowed down to climb that bump. And a man walked past. You know under my headlamp so the man shine and when the man walked the holy ghost beamed as if the light became brighter on the man and the lord said stop this man stop this man so i quickly climbed the bomb and cleared and packed i came back to where the man he was already sitting and ordering his bottle of beer in front of him i walked into the beer parlor i said sir the lord wants to speak to you who say you you sir you the man came out and I began to talk to him about Jesus. He was shocked because something had happened the night before. And because I was running to get home because I was doing the NSAS period, I needed to reach home. I said, I will be in your house tomorrow. He went home and told his wife. The next, I didn't know what went on. I came, I preached. When I finished preaching, the Lord said to me, before you leave this house, give them a gift of 10,000 naira. When I opened my wallet and gave them 10,000 naira, the man knelt down and said, lead me to Jesus. Jesus railed. The wife began to cry. I didn't know why. This is just 10,000. Now, that was God trying to reach a man, trying to speak to a man, and he began to look for an ambassador someone whose voice he can lend to reach a soul he needed to hear me evangelism is, is more than tuesday 4 30 in church that one is good 
but there is another realm your life must enter into where you know that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God and you are God's ambassador you are called to bring forth his witness upon the earth my vehicle spoiled somewhere I entered a, a, a bus at Gariki as I entered and sat in front seat a young lady came I, I shifted she entered before we took off I heard the Lord say speak to her as I turned to speak the voice came again and said she's traveling out of Nigeria to go and be a prostitute I brought you into this vehicle I spoiled your car so that you can enter bus and reach this girl I began to talk between a bony paint in Gariki that's army barracks and mayor bus stop this girl was already soaked in tears. She said actually her auntie in Kotonou was already waiting for her to come. That was how her salvation journey began. I mean ambassadors for Jesus. You now know that it's not about the university you went to. The reason is that the issue is that Jehovah is sending you here. And on arriving, you stand at the gate and say, Lift up your head, O ye gates. Did thou lifted up the everlasting doors, that sons of Zion be coming. And you know, you didn't just come here to pick certificates. God brought you here for a reason. So you don't just live for yourself. For the last assignment of the ambassador on earth is what I call warfare. And the aim of this warfare is to prove to the devil that he has been defeated. And that upon this earth, God has men that will displace him anywhere they enter. And that's the reason why the first sign that follows the believer, he says, in my name, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall do what? Cast out devils. So it means, from the moment you come into the kingdom and take up the badge of another kingdom on earth, you come under heavy fire. A warfare is better. A battle line is drawn. And you understand that your aim is to occupy till Jehovah comes. Do you know what occupation forces me to occupy? When they say that Israel is occupying Palestine, it doesn't mean that Israelites are living there. It means that Palestinians are living here, but the military force in charge of that atmosphere is Israel. So, the environment under check you are permitted to do any legal business and move around but anything illegal the Israeli forces will tell you no way so they are occupying that place they are making sure that nothing happens in this territory that is against our kingdom Israel so when God takes you daughter and places you in an environment 
Your third job as an ambassador is to occupy that space and make sure that as long as I am here, everything that operates in this territory operates under the government of the kingdom I represent. That's the reason why the Bible says anybody that is born of God comes under heavy bombardment. Can I show you a scripture in, in John chapter 17? <clears throat> I have given them your word. And the world has done what? Hated them. What did they do for the world to hate them? Nothing. They just accepted the word of Jesus. There are many churchgoers who do not accept the word of Jesus. But they like church. They come to church. But they are not ruled by the government of this book. And Jesus says, I spoke to these ones. They have accepted my word as the governing law of their heart. And the moment they did that, the world turned against them. You see, unlike the other example I gave you about America and American embassy. You know, America only has its embassy in countries where they have diplomatic ties and agreements with. If you go to a place like North Korea, I don't think you will see American embassy there. If you go to a place like Iran, I doubt if you see anything that resembles America there. And some other countries too. These are men who, who, who say, whatever you have, we don't want it. So, in the physical term, America will only go to countries where they have agreements with, where they are welcome. But your own ambassadorial office is that you are positioned in the territory of the enemy. In a world that hates Jesus, and hates God, and hates the kingdom. You know, he said, I was angry to see born again people. There are people that are not just angry, they, are, they hate that name Jesus. And that's where you are asked to stay and rule and occupy. You think it's easy say, I want to be an ambassador of Jesus in government house. Go now. Go to government house and decide that nobody will eat money here. <coughs> you, will need, you will need warfare not to come back home with, with, with paralysis of, of one of your lips like this. Daniel was made the head of a council, the council of wise men in Babylon, who are the members of that committee. Huh? You know, he said, hey, one man in my, in my office, the man used to visit native doctors. The man is very powerful. He visits native doctors. This one is that uh, native doctors themselves are members of the committee. In that kind of place, no opening prayer. Everybody pray your own language. 
Onye na bi obulo ogun ki ana bi like this. Oh, I'm so I'm so I'm not like this. Onye kana hold meeting ka dali ha. Why wouldn't a man like Daniel pray three times a day? You want to be in a committee like that and you are watching Telemundo. <laughs> the Lord give you understanding. <laughs> so you see why we are very we are very loose and casual. I've shared this story a couple of times. How that that is two sisters in one of the hostels in UNEC woke up one morning in those days in school and only to realize that their roommates came to school with the shrine of her mother. Mama ya beze wai. Oko smiri. So oburu arose shrine came physical and set up shrine. Akwa sine we freedom of worship. So this is our own freedom. By the time these sisters woke up, there was mommy water image at the center with red clothes and yellow egg, white egg, red egg, black egg with ribbon and feathers. And then somebody doing enchantment. He was the one that they had in their dream and woke up from dream to see physical as the one in their room as their roommate. These sisters got up and said, and ran. Their bags, their textbooks, their laptops, their clothes, they ran. Ran to secretariat, panting away. When they entered, they what's going on? Bishop, thank God for us. Thank God for our lives. God said, because who knows what that girl would have done with us. Maybe would have turned us to, to Kokoyam. Because maybe, maybe she would have, mad, have made us mad. Thank God we came out alive. What a shame. He was under this confusion that one of our sisters came from one hostel, lent that secretary, said, what is going on here? Why are these daughters of Zion panting? We said, wow, that one, one, that one daughter of Jezebel is harassing two daughters of Zion. She said, no, not in my time. She said, take my room, go and stay in my room for the next one week. Can I have your room number? I am going to go and live in your room for the next one week. After one week, you can come back. They that know their God shall be strong and do well. She entered the room with eyes red in the Holy Ghost. You're welcome, my sister. What's your name? Choma, my name is Sandra. What of you? God bless you. What of you? God bless you. Ah, glad to see you. You are blessed in Jesus' name. You are blessed. Now, around 2 a.m., she felt a tap on the leg. She woke up. That was the Holy Ghost. And she began to blast in tongues. In her corner, groaning deep. Before you knew it, she downloaded the embassy of heaven in that room. It was fire that woke up the other agent of darkness. She woke up with fire in her dream and came up and saw that another daughter of Zion that understands power had begun to reset the atmosphere of the room. She knew she couldn't stay again. On the spot, she packed, packed her bag, packed her and left that room, left the school, and never returned back to that hostel again. What are you begging? We are talking about ambassadors that will sit in an office and say, I will not bow and I will not burn. 
do your worst. Hear me, hear me. I wondered why the Bible says in Psalm 110, verse 3, the Lord shall send forth the rod of his strength out of Zion with the mandate saying, Rule thou where? In the midst of thy enemies. David added in Psalm 23, he said, Thou hast prepared a table before me where? In the presence of my enemies. And no wonder that food is not ordinary food. Therefore, he needed his head to be anointed with oil. So he said, Thou hast anointed my head with oil. What it means is that the ambassador was designed to survive under pressure. I was reading that scripture in John chapter 17. And Jesus Christ said, I do not pray that you will take them out of the world. My prayer is that you will keep them from evil in this world. So stop begging God for all your roommates to be born again. It's not possible. You are an ambassador here. And part of your assignment is to let the devil know, my friend, you don't have the finances here. There's a kingdom that reigns supreme. Oh, you were born into a home where there is warfare. Stop crying. That is why you are an ambassador sent there. Your table shall be prepared in the presence of your enemies. Sometimes the place shall run away from. That's where your treasure is. We are made for this. But unfortunately, we have a generation of Christians that don't know how to build strength on the inside. Even our songs reflect the fact that we don't know the Holy Ghost. We say, me, I know God suffer. Who told you? Haven't you read that it is written? It is given unto you not only to believe on his name, but also to suffer for his name's sake. It's part of our heritage. It, this is how we roll here. It's God's desire. That's the reason why every one of us, that was why I began yesterday by talking to us as soldiers. Because to be an ambassador in this dimension is not an ambassador the way Nigerian ambassador will be riding with a fine jeep and then escorts are following. If you go and read the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 20, Paul said, it is for this gospel that I am an ambassador in chains. Does that look like your idea of ambassador? Ambassador what? In chains. He said, yet, what I am carrying inside cannot be chained. The gospel of my inside cannot be chained. And that's why God calls us as young people, as young men and women, to press into God right now. If it takes warfare to be an ambassador, then we need to ask God for power. That was why Jesus Christ said in Acts 1 verse 8, And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Oh, I'm hearing you saying, I'm not a man of God, I don't need power. You are making a big mistake. Because what you don't know is that you are the only person that came to Obwete to do business without something. That's your neighbor you are looking at that is shaking you. Has his God behind that, 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 that calendar you are looking at. Everybody comes to war with their God. It is Christians that say leave Christianity apart. Yeah. What do you mean by leave God apart? This is our life, my friend. It's because you don't understand. And that's why we fall victims. 
hear me if you are here and you see masquerade chasing you up and down in dream you see yourself demons are harassing you it means the firepower on your spirit is still very low your dream life gives you a reflection of the stature of your inner man that's why paul prayed in the book of ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 he said i pray for you that the lord will fill you with strength by his holy ghost in your inner man you know how to feed your body with fufu and gari and apple but you don't know how to feed your spirit don't you know that your spirit man is like a phone when you plug a phone into the fire it begins to gain power the longer you leave it there the fuller the battery becomes and i see you five minutes of to start to sign the morning you were holy water to start to start to care for don't sit like a and I, I, I for your hand though, and you walk away in a world where wickedness wickedness is enshrined your family is under bombardment and you can't do anything you just gossip about the problem and keep quiet your parents are under oppression and you can't do anything your siblings are dying a pattern is at work in your family somebody has set up satanic circles and cycles by demonic priesthood and you don't have a voice in the spirit to contend and displace darkness and yet you have the why do you think the holy ghost was given to us so we come to church once a week and wear you new clothes we have the generation of believers that don't have a, any extra business with jesus after sunday service how can we take nations no wonder governor asked us and said how can you walk when you don't know the way of the wind ah, how can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit ah, how can you fly like the eagle when you don't know the wind the power out walking you walking everything oh in obedience we went somewhere to preach after the first night the power of god moved so strongly the second night the third night on the early morning of the third day the chief priest of the community came with his orgy like this he said i came to see the missionaries we thought a new convert had come and when we came out it was a man with 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 Nuzu on his eye oh god who are you what are you looking for the man said i came to know what kind of beings you are he said daddy we are just children of god say no say no 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 oh see that the first night i you you guys arrived here i came in the night to inspect i said sir but the door and windows were locked he laughed and said don't worry i came he said the second night i came again and what i saw blew my mind i can't contain it i will say what is it he said each of those nights when i came i saw all of you lying down in on a bed of fire with pillow of fire covered with blanket of fire yet we are sleeping like babies he said he came to ask what kind of human being sleeps on fire then we told him that our heavenly father is a consuming fire 
And Bible said he maketh his angels wings and his servants flames of fire. Hear me. When we talk about fire, we are talking about a dimension of God that cannot coexist with anything that is not God. There is a grace in you that consumes anything that does not submit the authority of Jesus. You may not even quarrel. Just your presence in the room. Unbelievers in the environment are choking. Something is choking them. Because you are bringing another, another frequency altogether. It's warfare. These ambassadors we read about, they conquer territories of warfare. Many of them had scars on their back. Yet, by those scars, they gained authority in the spirit realm. That a man like Paul can say from now henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. These are ambassadors whose words are recognized. There are men that when they die heaven, God knows their number. I know this number. Pick it, pick it. Even though he's busy, he will pause the mission and pick. These are men that have engagement with Jehovah. When was the last time you returned report, situation report to headquarters? And say, Baba, this is two weeks on ground. This is what's going on in Parkland. This is letter of demons here. We need backup. We need more firepower. God, give me this. Give me that. All they are begging for is shoe and shirts. And God says, when will this girl take this territory? A daughter called me and said, Daddy, Daddy, you know, they posted me to Sapele. And here in Sapele, it's terrible. Immorality is everywhere. Please pray for me. Oh, let me not backslide. I say, you are a disgrace. After years of sitting on dark oil, you go to a strange land, and my prayer point will be: Keba, Keba, draw, draw, zero, zero with devil. I no do anything. You no do anything. No, that's not why we are here. We are here to change the status quo. Is somebody agree with me this afternoon? That's why we are here. And it doesn't matter your package. In Bible from now henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. If you want, let your daddy be the governor. Thank God for you. If you want, let your daddy be a keke driver. Thank God for you. What we want is when the show is down. We want to know men that know their God. When you stand in front of that fire, will you be able to say, I will not burn and I will not bow? When you stand in front of the roaring lion, will you submit or will you keep your head tall? And say, if I die, I die. I end with this and we pray. Because my prayer tonight is that after this meeting, somebody will begin to press into God. I didn't hear your amen. No? Even if your neighbor is not saying amen, if you know you understand what I'm saying, say amen for your heart. And for, for your information, if you think you get bella drug, get radio, if you don't want to pray to, to be full of God, I will show you the type. You know, man, get father every week pursuing me because they will pursue you. If you don't want to pursue God, demons will uh, you must run, your leg must run. <laughs> That's how we sing and we say, I run to you, I run to you, cause I am helpless without you. I run to you, I run to you, cause I am helpless without you. We are somewhere preaching, I'm going to end with this. 
the enemy came to swallow up our lives i won't forget that experience it was that day i learned that the kingdom of god advances not by negotiation or by power and when i say power i don't mean gra gra it's not it's not b major it's not biceps and triceps i mean power in that spirit because what you see happening in the physical is funded from the spirit realm something beyond the eyes is sponsoring this wickedness so we had finished preaching this community a family gave up their idols we prayed with them we burnt it and suddenly one man came out and said we have insulted their idol that we would have carried the idol back to the mother goddess I'm not an idol and we're mother and daughter I said we are going to be killed I thought it was a joke the man lifted a rod on my friend Moses boy lifted a second one boy and started screaming boys from everywhere began to gather suddenly the demon of bloodshed came into the land Jesus I saw people getting weapons to kill three four unarmed young students that came to preach the gospel as if we are we are one threat one of them went and brought matches. the other one brought collar the other one brought rod the other one brought sticks when i now saw the one carrying gun with another one carrying a gallon of fuel following him and he knew that the spirit seeking blood had come we ran we ran to the house the fear was terrible we we we, we locked the door I can still remember that evening. I said, Kai, so I'm going to die as a martyr. Who will help me tell me today that the Mecca did not finally become a doctor? That I died here. Who will help me? Because this place, no network, nothing. It was under that cowering. And they were outside chanting, chanting, chanting. The people that brought us were begging them. They almost wanted to kill the people. So we dragged them inside. We knew that this is not mouth talk. It's not about, wait, let me explain. A spirit of bloodshed was around. We needed, they needed to eliminate these boys. So we knew that this is the kind of thing that they will finish killing you. Then they will now start asking, what did he do? It was then we remembered that we are not alone. The Holy Ghost told us, have you forgotten that I told you I will not let you go alone. I will be with you. And the Bible says, He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. When that scripture came to us, we realized that it is not about me versus them. It's about what is in us versus what is in them. No wonder when David came against Goliath, what was the first thing Goliath did? That was it. Goliath began to curse David in the name of his God because he took the battle to the realm of the supernatural first. It is his kingdom versus David's kingdom. His God versus David's God. If they win you in that realm, you will automatically be defeated here. Oh, why did the king of Moab go to pay a prophet called Balaam? And his assignment is not to come and fight Israel first, but to come and do what? To lay costs on them. So that when I will now go to fight them, I will defeat them. So you don't know what is happening to you. You lift up 
your knife, the head will fall off. You say, what's going on? Why is my life scattered? You are, you are laboring under a cause. There is a battle realm you have not yet taken charge of. You went into an environment. You just landed on school. And the first thing you did was start watching film. Eating food. Laughing. You don't know that there are territorial powers and influences. You must take charge of. Before you settle down and open your back. Oh, the guy took the battle to that realm. Began to curse him. David, of course, understood. And he him to switch his witch realm immediately and say, You come against me with spears and shields, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel, whose army you have defied. So, what he did was to shift himself out of the way. It was now God versus Goliath. Can you imagine that? No wonder from a catapult, the momentum of the stone that came out from a catapult crossed, crossed, crossed helmet, crossed skull, sank into the cerebrum. That thing is not, is not, is not flesh and blood. This is warfare, brothers. You don't just, you don't know what made you. You just enter that room. You began to feel lost, feel lost. What's going on? You don't know that there's an atmosphere there. Oh, I arrived in Moke Hostel as a student. The first day I was just saying, I'm happy that I'm entered final year. We've moved to Imoke. You know, Imoke is one, one achievement in life as medical students those days. I've moved to Imoke. And I was coming to settle down. So the Holy Ghost said, For the next seven days, you will not sleep at night. You will make prophetic march in this environment to take charge before you settle down. Otherwise, what makes men backslide in that environment will make you backslide. First night, I'm worshipping and I'm marching around. Second night, I'm worshipping. Third night, on the third night, I was done with my prayer. I went into sleep. I saw a black being appear to me. Head to toe, black. And a voice was speaking from that black smoke right in front of my room. He said, do you think that in one week, you can uninstall what we have set up in this environment. Bam, my eyes woke up. Ah, we have roommates here. We are not living alone. It's you that think you, you live alone. No. There are some principalities. There are also ambassadors of the other kingdom too. Who also come to represent their kingdom. The game here is for they that know their God. Whichever God it is. If you have the big God but you don't know him, you will still be taken captive. That afternoon, we changed gear. Kandiyakuparnaya. Four of us, we began to pray in tongues and run around as they were chanting outside. We were chanting inside. What I now noticed was that fear began to give way to faith. Thoughts of death began to give way to thoughts of life and hope. At a point, it was as if the heavens opened and the, the embassy came. And glory, everybody went mad. Our tongues changed gear. The next thing I saw my friend Moses, he was the first that opened the door and entered and went outside. You are going out to meet men with gun and matches, and all you have is tongues in your mouth? No, it's not just tongues in the mouth. We have won the battle in the spirit realm. He stepped out and began to preach to them. Me, I followed him. You go follow me. I was pointing you, you like this. See you. 
fighting for a God that cannot fight for it. My friend, you need to give your life to Christ. You, my brother, you need to repent. I saw the one with gun. How the gun that was initially like this began to drop and drop and drop and drop until the man dropped the gun by the side and came and knelt down in front of us. All of them came and knelt down in front of us. And what was bringing them to kill turned into a crusade on the spot. Ambassadors by force. Hear me. Hear me. I don't know where God is going to post you to when you leave this place. But when you see battle, remember, this is why I came. This is how we roll. Set up your network and begin to engage them face to face. And then you will return and have a story to tell. The reason why many of us have remained babies is because several times God gave you chance to kill lions and kill bears in small, small trials and tests. You dodged it and compromised. And because of that, you have remained a baby Christian for years. Ordinary exam, just face God. If you don't know the answer, trust God. Write the one you know. If you pass, you thank God. If you don't, you read it again and pass. After all, these days, who, who remembers who graduated before, before the other? He doesn't, in the next 10 years, why are you, why are you so changing your opportunity to know God of eternity? For now, a son of the, a son of the Lord of mine, he would have been here. Got admission recently in IMT. And when he arrived, they said, you are going to be our course rep. He called me. I said, are they sure they want to make you course rep? Do they know who they are making course rep or the class rep? He said, they said it's him. I said, they should know the terms and conditions. It wasn't long. They finished the exam. The exam was horrible. The, 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 the examiner, the lecturer knew that the exam would be horrible. And while he's still sharing the paper, he said, I know you will fail, okay? But after failing this course, now just go and meet your class rep. He will tell you what to do. So the class unanimously came and said, Royal class rep, how much are we going to pay? He said, I know nobody as far as money is concerned. If you don't pass, you go and read it again. Everybody turned and said, The idiot, wicked man, you go thunder fire. You think it's easy. Imagine when the whole class turns on you. Nobody wants to sit in the same chair with you. Nobody wants to greet you after class. Everybody spits at you, idiot, wicked. You read alone, pass alone, die alone. You. I turned and I said to him, This is how those men build stature. You don't build it on the pews. After this meeting, Jehovah will set you up. He will set you up and give you a chance to gain stature. When that challenge comes, remember that the third assignment of the ambassador is to occupy till he comes. And we occupy in the presence of warfare. That's why we wake up in the midnight every day to pray. We are not praying because we are looking for food. We are praying because we want to remain in charge. We want to wake up ahead of our enemies. If you are here and the Muslims wake up before you in the morning, you are not wise. And my question is this. If you don't begin now to occupy, where? Stand up on your feet. Let us pray. How can you walk 
when you don't know the way of the wind ah how can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit ah how can you fly like the eagle when you don't know the wind far out walking you walking everything oh in obedience to christ changing everything in my life oh i say swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit oh don't you know in his hands are the keys to eternal life ah it's little yeah and a little bit until the day we're done he's out walking you walking everything in my life now lift up your voice and pray and say Lord Jesus give me strength to occupy that's your first prayer now that by give me strength to occupy I am your ambassador I don't know where you'll be sending me to in that class in that hostel in that room give me strength on my inside I want to occupy for you Give me strength to occupy. Give me strength to take charge. I was sent to rule in the midst of my enemies. Even if there are challenges, even if there are scars, Paul said, Out of the ashes of my dying, I yet rise in the grace of God. Lift up your voice and pray. Somebody pray the Holy Ghost. There is a grace coming upon you here.
to flow. When was the last time you were praying and Jehovah started speaking to you? You heard a voice from the Lord. When was the last time? Holy Kariabante. Oh Lord, restore my embassy. Restore my embassy. Restore my embassy. Somebody pray the Holy Ghost. We are going to pray in the next five minutes. We are going to roar like lions. And you're going to say, Father, where are my signs? If I am an ambassador, where are my signs? Where is my authority to dominate? If I am an ambassador, there should be a proof. There should be a proof that I'm an ambassador. I don't want to be a title without a mantle. How can I answer an ambassador for Jesus? And there is no sign to authenticate what I bear as my mantle. Can you open your mouth and begin to talk to Jesus? There should be a sign. There should be a sign. But we say, this shall follow them that believe. This shall follow them that believe.
pursued by young men. You are an ambassador. I am an ambassador. I come into my office. I come into my office. We claim it down our office. We tell somebody that is ready to pray. You can hold on with somebody who is ready to pray with you tonight. You can find a prayer partner. You get a man or a woman that is ready to step into a new office. Someone that is tired of a formal office. We got a sister that is tired of a formal office. Let us pray so. Sandala 
and told them in Romans chapter 2 he said for your sake Gentiles blaspheme my name because they say look at them the people that claim they are Christians look at them see how they are talking see how they are behaving see hear me you are an ambassador of Jesus and whatever you do has implication on our kingdom when things happen in class people are looking at you when the exam is taught people are looking at you when things begin to happen and people are making opinion they are saying what did he say what did pastor say you are representing something and unfortunately many of us have misrepresented Jesus now the prayer I'm going to pray finally before I pray for you and I leave is that you are going to beg Jesus and say father let my life show forth your praise the way I talk the way I carry myself my comportment the way I handle offenses the way I stand under pressure when bad things happen the way I hold myself let every of me reflect that Jesus also pray for the spirit of excellence to come upon you that that thing which Jesus has called you to do let the excellency of Jesus rub off on that thing if it is shoemaker no problem be a shoemaker but let the life be so well within you enter into shoemaking and then the world will know then we're shoemaker and we're shoemaker if it is to be a student let the excellency of Jesus may I be the living expression of the excellency of Jesus may my life not be a reason why people will think that Jesus people are failures that Jesus people are hopeless people open your mouth and pray and say Lord my life will not give a negative testimony about the kingdom we represent every area of my life oh Jesus that our life will represent Jesus. That our life will represent Him. 
that our life will give a clear representative a clear representation of the personality of jesus can you pray that christ will find expression in whatever you do that christ will find expression even if you're a student that in your classroom you will represent him perfectly as an ambassador that even if you are a worker in your office you will clearly represent jesus that men will look at you and see christ in, in, in a human display oh jesus that my life will clearly represent you that our life as ambassadors that our life as christ ambassadors will clearly represent you that the heathens will not mock our god because of us it will not be because of me that the name of jesus will be mocked can you open your mouth and begin to talk to jesus i will not be the one that will offload the cross of jesus i will not be the one that will throw away the cross on the street i will like lord a perfect representative of jesus when I watch the life of the apostles, I saw men that were exact as Christ was by God's grace. The men looked at them and called them Christians at Antioch. Something about them was just displaying Jesus. It was Jesus. When they entered office and they talked, it would be like as if you are hearing Jesus in intelligence, in reasoning, in calculations, in thought pattern, in the addressing. Oh my God, they were ambassadors. And this are the kind of men God wants us to be.
say to you again as I leave you Daniel did not come to the middle of his office to start praying he prayed in the secrets but the prayers he prayed in the secrets translated into excellence in the office translated into perfection so much that the king said you are ten times better than others the world does not need to hear your tongues. Tongue it in the secret. But after tonguing, collect something. Collect something from the presence that we reflect in the next assignment you will submit. So that your lecturer will say, who did this? I see a touch of divinity on this assignment. That, that, that's why I came. No, 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 no. He didn't come to the office with a big Bible. He read his Bible at home. But he, the, the Bible he read translated into honesty and integrity. No corruption was in him. He was so perfect in his job. You will see loopholes in him. Why do we have people despising Christians? We live like mediocres. They give you assignment, you mess it up. They tell you to do this, you don't take it seriously. And you think that's spirituality. No, that's not. That's the language the world sees. An excellence that outshines anything that smartness can bring. Lift up your hand and say, Father, I will silence the world with excellence of Jesus. Just pray that prayer. I will silence the world. And Lord, that's my declaration upon these young people tonight. This generation will silence the world with the excellency of Jesus. God, a wisdom will be in display. A holiness will be in display. It will be the world that will talk about our God. Oh, the world will see us and then conclude that there must be a 
work. The world will see us. And the conclusion will be, there is something supernatural at work in these children. Lord, that's my declaration. Any young person here, whose life is not, is not reflecting Jesus, whose academics is like a failure, whose profession is a failure, anybody walking in shame and regret, Lord, let the light shine. Let the light shine. And speak upon these children by the same grace by which you are helping us. Even much more may you help them. Lord, that their children, their parents will know that it pays to serve Jesus. That their friends will know that there is nothing better than serving Jesus. Father, that the world around them will know that they are not just carrying Bible, but that the Jesus of their touching is producing excellence in them. This is my prayer. This is the cry of my heart. This is the cry of my heart. This is my declaration about these young ones. And then the world will know that we have been with Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Lift up those hands. I come before my Lord and King, the one who gave his life for me. I'll raise the banner of his name until the nations call on him. I come before my Lord and King, my Lord and the one who gave his life for me. The one who gave his life for me. I'll raise the banner of his name. I'll raise the banner of his name. Until the nations call on him. Until the nations call on him. One more time. I come before my Lord and King. Oh. 
Thank you, Father. Just lift up your hands and give him thanks and give him praise. Just bless him. Bless him. He's been faithful. We thank you, Jesus. I will lift up the banner of your name until that nations call on you. Just bless him. Can we leave the vessel the Lord that used to speak unto us this evening into the Lord's hand? I'm no longer the same, and I know that you too are no longer the same. And virtue has gone out. May the Lord fill and replenish. May the light of God keep growing, shining in Him and through Him. The Lord will keep Him, the Lord will protect Him, the Lord will prosper the work of His hands. Thank you, Jesus, for we know you've answered us. To you be praised, to you be exalted, for in Jesus' name we pray.